My name is Kevin Frank, and you're listening to the Root and Stem Podcast, a podcast exploring issues and stories in STEAM education. On this episode of the Root and Stem Podcast, we explore how comics and cartoons can assist in learning. My name is Kevin Frank. I'm an author and illustrator. I create comics and illustrations and write books. I've always enjoyed drawing from the first moment I picked up a pencil and started sketching. So that's how I started, just grabbing pencil and paper and doodling away. And then as you make these drawings, you start to think, well, what's the story behind this adventure I'm creating, behind this giant lizard attack in a castle? So you start writing a script and all of a sudden you realize you're an author and an illustrator. So after that, I just kept doing it and never stopped. Well, what makes me different is that I'm an author and illustrator, like a lot of cartoonists just do the illustration part, but I write and draw, so that's a a unique hook. And my style is basically Sunday funnies, I call it. Pretty simple, two dots for eyes, that kind of thing. I grew up reading the Sunday comics. Uh, You know, every day I would get the newspaper, back in the days when everybody got the newspaper, and I would just pour through the comic section And I'd look at how they drew, and I'd uh, pay attention to the jokes. And so that was my entry into cartooning, and that's sort of how I developed my style. I loved uh, Peanuts. Um, In fact, later in life, I corresponded with Charles Schultz, and he was kind enough to write me back. I even have one of his originals, which is probably my most prized possession. And so that kind of style is what's most natural to me. I love Peanuts, but then later Calvin and Hobbes came along, and it just blew me away because the guy wrote extremely well but he also illustrated like incredibly well he used a a brush and it's just fantastic so calvin and hobbs is probably the number one (laughs) but peanuts is where i what i grew up with my most recent project is called scurvy dogs it's about four dogs who imagine that they're pirates as they search for a treasure of bones and of course battle cats along the way but the cats always win the day and uh, it's they're just silly. They're early reader graphic novels, and they're aimed at like six to nine, something like that, and targeted towards reluctant readers, so people who don't naturally gravitate toward picking up a book and reading. These books are sort of a gateway into reading. Kids love them. They don't even realize they're learning to read is the truth, so that's what's so great about them. Even when I get an assignment, like I've worked for Scholastic and they'll give me a project and here's the script, like most of those I don't write, I just illustrate. And they'll say, you know, just tell this story in this way. And I will always at least visually add some humor because I just think it makes it more interesting to read and that people will gravitate towards the comedy in the illustrations. Depends on what project I'm working on for my process. If I'm doing one of my books and I have a deadline, I will definitely be working 40 hours a week or more, just like a full-time job, sitting at the drawing board, especially for the illustration part. Writing is more um, organic. I'll do that even when I'm walking around. I like to take walks in the evening, so I'll be writing a story in my head as I walk. Or if you're mowing the lawn or whatever, you can always be writing. But when it comes to actual illustration, you got to be sort of tied to the drawing table and the i do color on the on the computer so again you're stuck there doing all that color work so for a book it's steady but other projects it's sort of just hit or miss depends depends on the deadline often really is the truth 
I'm kind of old school. I love pencil and paper is the truth. That's how I began drawing. And really, I still start with a pencil and paper. Even when I'm writing, I'm doodling at the same time. Because for me, they're both part of the process. The illustration informs the script. The script then informs the illustration. It's sort of a feedback loop. So I'm definitely doodling first a pencil and paper. And then I'll do a rough sketch, still with pencil. And when I get what I like, I have a light box. A light box. My drawing table is a light box, so you have just a light bulb under glass, really. So I'll take my very messy pencil sketch, put it on that light box, put a nice clean piece of paper on top, and then I'll use a Sharpie. So these are all just basic tools, right? Nothing fancy. Nothing that anybody could not do if they wanted to. Like if I have to do something when I'm traveling, I'll put a piece of paper up on a window and get the natural light behind it, and I can trace it like that. Make it look nice. Then I do scan it, put it in the computer, and do the color there. Just because there are so many options when you're using the computer, then it's so easy to just change colors. Like, is it this? Is it that? Blue, green, back and forth. So that makes it a lot quicker. Most artists will just do their pencil sketch on the same paper and then erase the pencil later. Like in my original Peanuts cartoon, you can see the pencil lines there that he inked over. But my original sketches are so messy, <laughs> I just like it start fresh with a new one. I think my comics resonate with people because of the humor aspect. They're just, they're gentle, they're whimsical, and I like to think they're kind of funny. So people just appreciate something that's easy to read, it's funny, especially the early reader work I do. Kids are not afraid of it. They pick it up, they go, oh, look at this silly dog, he's a pirate. And so they just jump into the story. And so I think that's what I bring to the table. I'm working on a new book right now, you know, with Scurvy Dogs. My favorite of the series is always the one I'm working on next because it's fresh to me, right? So that's my current project. Really, it's still in the, the writing stage, and I think it's a good one. And it's fun because I crack myself up when I'm making these books. <laughs> so it's a fun project to have. And uh, I just got the rights for the series. Um for Canada back, so I'm approaching publishers, hoping to find somebody who will distribute it here, because right now it's just for sale in the U.S., and, you know, maybe animation in the future. At the very basic level, we learn visually. When you're learning your ABCs, there's the picture of the apple and the ball. So right away, artists and illustrators bring that element to education teaching us how to how to recognize shapes and symbols. And then when you get a textbook later, there's a picture of a DNA strand in there that an illustrator's created, or the human circulatory system, or an ecosystem, or whatever. And so again, visually, you pick that up and you learn through art. But at a deeper level, I think art actually informs the way that we learn, because kids are playing with finger paints before they can read. They're singing songs. Unfortunately, they're watching a lot of TV, so you are processing art from day one, really. And I think that informs the way that we look at creativity and self-expression and teaches us how we learn, in a sense. <laughs> this cartoon I did for the new issue of Root and Stem, uh, Swimming in Plastic, like it tells the story of ocean conservation and what science and technology are, is doing to rectify some of the problems that we as humans have caused to the ocean. So illustration has brought an educational component there, right? You're learning about this issue 
but through a kind of a funny, silly cartoon that's visually attractive, I hope, and draws you in. Everybody likes to read comics because they're just simple, right? So I think that's a great way to teach people stuff. Believe it or not, when I first learned to read, we had these books about the, <laughs> these Dick and Jane people. <laughs> and to this day, I still remember some of those illustrations and learning how to read through that. So it definitely has lodged in my brain. And just yesterday, I was at the eye doctor, and he was showing me a large image of the human eyeball and showing me all the ways in which my eyes are falling apart. So again, visually, I got to look at that illustration and go, oh, so that's what the lens looks like, and that's the retina and all this stuff. So every day, really, I'm learning through art. I would say simplicity is both the pro and con of a cartoonist anyway. It's great because you can take a complicated idea and distill it down into its basic components and present it to people. So that's fantastic. But of course, there's the problem that you can oversimplify stuff as well. So if there's a lot of subtle nuance to an issue, you don't always get that in a a three-box cartoon or whatever. So simplicity is both what's great about cartooning and what can be a pitfall. And cartoonists do serious subjects too. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with the mouse graphic novels about the Holocaust that Art Spiegelman did. It won the Pulitzer Prize. It's fantastic. It's very serious. There's no humor in there at all. In fact, you forget that you're reading a cartoon is the truth. You just think you're reading this guy's story in the Holocaust. It's His dad was a survivor, so he interviewed his dad and then transcribed his story. So he turned his dad into a mouse, you know. So you see bits of him talking to him and, you know, getting his story. It's very well done. I understand why it won the Pulitzer Prize. And that's what we all aspire to, to be able to tell a story like that where you get lost in it. It just goes to show you the range of topics that can be covered through illustration. For more knowledge and stories from STEAM professionals, check out the Root & Stem magazine at pinwa.com or more episodes of the Root & Stem podcast. Available to download on your streaming platform of choice, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google.